Welcome to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The way I can give support to the world right now is by showing up. Uh, The most important thing is don't think just that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself. Show up. If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is Dr. Nancy's passion and her purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of her favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up in my conversations. I build relationship. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Elisa Parker is the ERA Coalition Manager, Equal Voice, Equal Future. She connects people through the power of story, partnership, and solutions to amplify women's leadership and close the gender gap. Elisa has served as the founder of Cutting Edge Organizations and Programs and is a nationally acclaimed radio host, coalition builder, strategist, and visionary for equity and social justice. She currently oversees Equal Voice, Equal Future, a new gender justice media hub championed by the Fund for Women's Equality and its sister organization, the ERA Coalition. Now here's Dr. Nancy and her guest, Elisa Parker. Well, Well, welcome. Thank you. Where do we start with you? First, I mean, I just, uh, I just want to thank you. It's, uh, I so appreciate being here with you today. And I do beyond uh, more than I can express, appreciate the, the sisterhood and about connecting the dots. I talk about this every day, every day. It feels like I call them these sweet synchronicities where it's accelerated and so many wonderful, especially women, I'll say, cause that's been a lot of my life's work and helping to uplift women are showing up in my life in such extraordinary ways like yourself. It's sometimes I feel like, am I in a, am I in a movie? Is this real? Do you ever feel like I, you know, well, I remember when I was beating on my drum and I didn't think anybody was listening, you know, and, and that was, that was tough finding, finding my tribe, finding these women that were like-minded and, and for a long time, you know, I really felt like I was out there beating on my drum and nobody really knew what was going on or didn't care what was going on. And, and I was t- telling, uh, Zakia yesterday that, you know, uh, the more I achieved, the less I was appreciated. I was more That's I was interesting. Seen, I was huh? seen as competitive. I was seen at who do you think you are? But I think that's still there. But I think there's more of us that go, let's connect, let's help each other, let's make a difference. And when we come together, it's a lot more fun. There's a lot more that we can do. And I think that's where I'm at now. And those other women, so. I'm just going, I'm just going around them. I don't, Why, I don't need- right. So I think a big part of of how we're all showing up in each other's lives right now is we're where we're supposed to be. So we're, we're on the right path. We have definitely put so much intention and attention into this. And one of my friends was just saying, she's like, well, Elisa, it's because you're so present and aware of this. You're aware of the signs and aware of, you know, so it's like one thing to say, oh, it's Dr. Nancy. And I was like, I need to check in with her. I need to like, here she is. I need to recognize this. Like, so I'm talking about how we just had this extraordinary event 
with Tiffany Schlein and Gender Feminology in DC, who I've partnered with before. And when she showed up again through my work with the ERA Coalition, like so many women are right now, I'm like, I know Tiffany, she's amazing. We have to do something with Tiffany. We need to do, and it's perfect timing. And there she was. And then I'm like, she's like, Dr. Nancy's a big champion for this. I was like, of course she is. And I listened to it. I was like, I need to, I need to connect with you and just, you know, to say, Hey, this is what we're doing with the ERA coalition. Now we're all, we're here. And so it's it's wonderful. Life's wild. You didn't have to twist my arm too hard. Did you? I I don't know if I want to do that or not. Okay. Well, I mean, I think we also both, we, I mean, we've worked with each other and and also though, it's like, there's a big part of this as women, um, like trust, knowing, trusting our instincts yeah. and that, uh, right? Right. But we do, I think that is, we do trust each other and we know that uh, we're in it for the best interest of all. We're not, you know, Gloria says this over and over again. She says, the pie is big enough. There's a piece for everybody. And I truly believe that if women understood uh, the Women Change the World cohorts, I mean, right? there is a network that's created and this trust that, you know, what you're doing, I don't, I don't want to do, or maybe I'm not good at doing, but I'm good at this. And, and when right. we find all those talents and abilities and we bring them together, anything is possible. You know, <laughs> I mean, that, it, that, is. That, it that really parade, is, that, but it's that true. Not funny though, but uh, you know, there's some things that, okay, well, I don't necessarily have to do all those things, but we don't know, have I to mean, do it all, we, but we all have gifts that we're supposed to actualize. So uh, when Tiffany was having us introduce ourselves at her one of the dinners that she was hosting with amazing yeah, women yeah. like yourself. And I introduced myself as the spider woman because it really is about Tiffany had the tree lines, the circles, and then there's the web in between, you mm-hmm. know, and how we all are connected. So for me, 50 women was definitely a big turning point in my life. I know Tabby Biddle, I love shout out to Tabby, but um, we yeah. were thinking like, how do we, revolutionize this like what isn't working like we're dismantling the patriarchy so what does that look like then to show up in a way that is modeling feminine leadership and sisterhood and trust and debunking all the myths that we have as women like competing with each other comparing ourselves like there's not enough women in hollywood or what you know and it was part of that too was knowing that we we want to connect with each other we want to share resources with each other. That was a big part of it. And, and then playing in the sandbox in our field. So, I mean, 50 women changed world of media entertainment was talking about more than I can imagine. It really was beyond anything that I think we could imagine. And that group of women are still, we're still connected with them. They're yeah. still supporting well, each other, Dr. Nancy. They're doing productions and organizations and films. Isn't that amazing? Wasn't it more important than ever with everything that was going on in Hollywood that you had each other's back? And I think that's why the strike was effective because finally people are coming together and saying, wait a minute, we've got to, we, you know, we may be competing for roles or we may be doing this, but we have got to stick together because we're entertainers, we're storytellers. And, And I think that's what happens when you finally realize you're much stronger and much more effective when you're in a, in a, cohort and a group that really gets it and can communicate what needs to happen and what you want to see happen and you get it done and it gets done done. it does and it did and 
one of the things Tabby and I, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about now we're moving in a post-pandemic world or some kind of post-pandemic world, whatever that is. I mean, we had, it was, it was a huge shift for me. I know one of the things Tabby and I had been constructing and I'm in the wonder of what, how it will show up. I mean, it already is now with the coalition, the area coalition. One of the programs we were looking at and had started developing was called show up for her. And what does it yeah. look like to show up for each other as women? And and actually, as you were talking about how when you would go to restaurants and have introduce each other as doctors, that is showing up for her. And that's so we'd have women actually start modeling that with each other. Some of us aren't as good as like tooting our own horn. So we'd have women say, okay, you're gonna meet Dr. Nancy and then introduce her and and you're gonna show up for her and she's gonna show up for you. We're gonna put it into practice and so I love it when I'm meeting new people and like if if a good friend's there and I know I'll be like, oh my gosh, you need to talk to Erin Bellardi. She's extraordinary at running uh, Vote Run Lead. And and this is Sheila Cameron and she works with amazing women in production and right. So it's it's all being right. able to be present and see that's what I love as a spider woman is like seeing all of our strengths and gifts. And then how do we well, do those work with each other? And that is our lift women up campaign, which is basically yes. if we all lift as we rise and that's showing up, which if you're accelerating and you're, you're achieving this, this height in your profession and in your community or whatever you're doing and you bring somebody else along. I mean, you know, everything that I've ever done in my life has come back to me threefold. And people yeah. that don't come from a place of abundance, those are the ones that we're dealing with that that, that come from a place of scarcity that we're, we're we may not have to we can't convince because yeah. there's they're they're too hot they're too determined to hang on to what they have for fear they're going to lose it. That instead of really coming from a place of realizing how much abundance they have in their lives and how many blessings they have that they they'll never change. They'll all, you know, I'm surprised the number of people that truly have huge amounts of wealth that do not gift during their lifetime. They do not gift. They don't see that at, because they're waiting for the other shoe to drop and something terrible to happen that, uh, that, that they'll lose it all. And, and that's not where we come. That's not where no. this group comes from. This group no, comes it from you've got this, I've got that. Let's put it together and we can do this. So all right. Well, the ERA coalition was by the by far, it's it's on the top of my list. You know, uh we were talking about Zaki and I were talking about how do we get this done? I mean, we have we brought to together what she said, 380 organizations are involved right. in the ERA coalition, which is phenomenal. And, and of course, the organizations alone that they're all involved with, from the Latinos to every population. Right. But you know what I was really impressed with the, with the coalition meeting that we all attended was the youth component, the the excitement, the tenacity, the sheer sheer power of each and one of those young men and women speaking. It, and this is what we've got. We've got to have everybody. It's everybody. So it's. It's inters, it's intergenerational, it's intersectional. And yeah. yes, so here's what gives me hope. And, you know, I, I launched the ERA Coalition podcast recently. And one of the guests is um, Maria Teresa. And she is the co-founder of Voto Latina. And yeah. here's that, something. She spoke, in, she's, did she's she, 
here's what's interesting. So talking about the youth engagement, and I was, I when they all walked into the room, remember like voters of tomorrow walked in a little later, like six teenagers and young adults. It's like, wow, this is a shift. This is a shift. So uh, Maria Teresa was saying that with Voto Latino, they've they're celebrating their 20th anniversary. And their focus has been educating a primary part, educating youth about democracy, about their exercising their voice. Do you know what? Those kids are now old enough to vote. They were the 12% that shifted our most recent election. If that is something, if you're thinking about having hope and and exercising our rights and our democracy, that is extraordinary. So talk about perseverance, right? For 20 years, 20 years. You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but, but waiting to get to vote was something I really was excited about as a kid. I mean, uh, turning, turning the age that I could actually vote was like, you know, first you could drink, but then you can vote. You know, I mean, there, there were some things going on there that were kind of synchronicity, so to speak. Just I just told that to my girls. I told that to my girls recently because one is twenty and the other is turning eighteen. She's like, I get to vote for the president next year. I'm like, you do. Yeah. Well. Well, we'll, we've got a new, hopefully we've got a new candidate coming out that's for the Democrats. I thought, I I thought, yay, you know, but you know, and, and you know, the, the definition of insanity, and this is what, this is what's been driving me crazy lately is people that keep doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. And, and that's not what we can do right now, Alyssa, we've got to do something different and, and anything that's different will make it better. It's got to make it better. Right. So plans, I mean, you've been involved in so many different things. Well, what is your go-to right now? What is most important to you? I know the story, I haven't even asked you about your personal story, which I think I still need to do is how did you get to be you? I mean, you, you, you've been involved in the most amazing different organizations and created the most amazing organizations, but where did all that energy, where did all that creativity and inspiration come from? I mean, I think it's twofold. I think there's a component that we're born into this lifetime and it's up to us to be able to discover that that's part of the wonder but a tremendous part. I'm very, very lucky to have been brought in with two amazing parents. I'm the oldest of four kids and my mom had, they had four kids in five years. So that's really <laughs> ambitious right there. Um, you took, care of, you took care of brothers and sisters, no doubt. We did. Yeah. We're very close and we're very close. And my family, my parents, um, so my dad was a, a state park ranger. Um, oh, wow. When I was younger and he, and he was legendary. He passed away just a little over a year ago and he, and to see everyone show up and talk about him, he's been written about in books and he was a connector. He brought his love through nature to experience it the best way possible as humans. So he was a, a ranger at um, Mount San Jacinto in Palm Springs, you know, where the tram wow. And, yeah. and legendary to this day, Dr. Nancy, when we've gone to the tram, to the, to, uh, to the park, just recently, my mom was there and, you know, a younger ranger in his twenties. And she said, well, you might not, um, know about, you know, my husband, he's like, did you Jerry Henderson? He's like, no, I, he's the reason I became a, I was a boy scout. He's the reason I became a ranger. There's so many stories like that. So a Vietnam vet and my mom is 
one of the most extraordinary loving women, a teacher. She became a, a radio advertising salesperson and then became like the best at it. And so I have, and they're always very community driven, always service oriented. And you know what, Dr. Nancy, they show up with love, with play, and they are amazing dancers. I love to dance. I will dance with my partner, Chad, anywhere. I'm not afraid. I'm not, I, I think to show up with joy and love and, and I was thinking about this earlier before we came on, just like, you know, what is it? What is it that drives me? And I think for me, my, if I really looked at the core, of course, showing up with love, but I think one of the things I love to do the most is helping others to feel comfortable as human beings, to like helping to create a space and helping other people to feel comfortable in our own skin as humans and knowing how extraordinary we all are. That is what I love. It's not, you know, so in the present day, like looking at someone and smiling and to model that, to model that in a space where you can feel okay and trusted and connected and, and you can dance and you can sing. I love to sing. I started doing that again um, with my partner. Back into entertaining the last time I saw and you. Entertaining. I know. You and, partner, you and your partner are going to go start entertaining again. We are entertaining. Yeah. I know. I sang for years. I sang for years up until my 20s. And then, you know, having kids and my career had been very focused on adult learning theory and organizational development and media. I'd been a radio broadcaster for 17 years. CJ and do like I had my trajectory and you know what? It was the woman's March in DC. And we all remember like the chaos and the concerns we were feeling. I got back home from DC, which is by the way, where I first met Tiffany Schlain because she came with her 50, 50 day, a trailer to our event that night. I get back and a lot of women were asking me like, Elisa, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, so a group of us formed Indivisible Women that ended up being one of the largest indivisible groups in the country. Our focus was certainly on rural women at that time. And as we would create these huge events with like 600 women in our little town, which show up, we created like a runway down an aisle in the Miners Foundry. So 600 women are sitting here in solidarity and I'm having the mic. I'm like, I'm going to start singing. I'm going to, I got to start singing again. And so from that day forward, and then um, now with my partner, Chad, who's a musician during COVID, we're like, well, what else are we going to do? So we started singing and we have a whole duet. We're getting ready to perform soon. And I love it. I love it. it brings me joy. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's it. The one thing that we all need to understand, and especially as women, and I talk about this a lot when I speak to women also, is taking care of ourselves. Yes. We, you know, we, we can give it all. You know, we come into this world with this basket of goodies and then everybody comes and says, you give them this, you give them that. But then when we need something in that basket, it's empty. And so women have to do what they, what they have, where they find their joy, where they find their happiness. Yeah. And, you know, and I think since COVID, that's been my number one, uh, you know, being with people I care about, being with people that that are like-minded. The rest of the people I don't have time for. The drama, I, I can't right? tell you the things that I've made in my own life. The dra- I'm drama-free. Drama I love that. Drama-free. <laughs> I, you know what? And that was a big part too, having been someone like yourself, who's very public, the community we moved from, because we moved from California to Brooklyn a year ago. 
Um, our town. Brooklyn's the up and coming part of New York. I love Brooklyn. I've heard so many great things about it. Yeah, it's amazing. You know what? For me, it's like uh, both Chad and I engaged in our community pretty much as much as possible as a human being could, or at least we wanted to. And so when we had that pause, because obviously music, performing, like just everything stopped in some ways, we were like, wow, well, what else could we do? We've always wanted to live in New York. I work remote. Our, a lot of our teams here on the East Coast. My younger daughter came out and went to high school out here. Um, but so here's the wild thing too, like as being very public people, we both realized we enjoyed to a certain extent being home because we were always out and about before that. And then it is true. Like you said, we were very intentional with who we hung out with afterward. Like where do we put our energy? And I agree, drama-free. One story I, I want to share too that, I think it's important to know just like taking care of ourselves is during Indivisible Woman and like we feel now, there's just so much going on in the world. And uh, we recognize so many women were stepping into activism at different periods in their life. Some at that time for the very first time that they ever had. And some of us hardcore activists were like, "Uh, uh-uh, we got to get it done. And I was a big, the biggest part of Indivisible Women and all the work that I I'm doing now is I, I believe a hundred percent that it is about the relationships. It is about the connections and the relationships. And if we don't have that, then we'll not be sustainable. And the patriarchy wants us to believe that we have to keep going on our own and burn ourselves out. And I do not believe in that. And believe me, I had a lot of women who would fight back and say, no, we got, this is what, and I'm like, well, what still to this day, it is the relationships that I had from Indivisible Women. That's what's sustainable. Same with the cohort. Same as now we're convening all of our partners in a deeper way with the coalition. I'm not going to fight back. I'll continue to show up. And I mean, I we get what we put out. But I, I emphasize that it really is about the relationships yeah. we're developing in all of this movement. It is key. Well, and you're absolutely right. These are the, and this is what I want. This is what Women Connection is. I know. It's about yeah. the relationship. It's not about here, I'll give you some money now, go away. You know, it's about, wait a minute, now we're involved. We're on the same page. How can we help each other? And just keep coming at it. And like you said, I love uh, the Lift Women Up campaign, but again, showing up for her, that's what we have to do for each and every woman. Because when we all figure it out, that if women were running the show right now, we wouldn't have poverty. We would have, everybody would have education. There'd be safety and security for all. We wouldn't have wars. We'd sit down at the table and say, wait a minute, let's get this figured out. We, we don't have to do this. We don't have to kill each yeah. other. We don't have to bomb each other. We, we, you know, you're not better than me that you get a better age, education and you go to Harvard and I, I don't get to go to Harvard. You know, I mean, we, we've got to get to that point in our lifetimes that, you know, these coalitions that are forming right and left, we just have to, we have to let people know about them because when they find out, Hey, you know what? I think I'd like that. I think I'd like to spend I time. Agree. That's what I want. That's so that for me and my role with the ERA coalition, one of them is, working with all of our partners and potential partners too. My mission is that everyone, we have a unified vision, a unified message, and right. that all of us are a, a voice for the Equal Rights Amendment. We are all a voice and we will channel that through our own personal stories and the work we do because it's definitely intersectional. Um, 
that well, is my all... mission, Nancy. Like media, have... like everybody, corporates. But we all have personal reasons why we're doing it. And I think the more yeah. we share those personal reasons, then we, we begin to understand that we really, really are on the same page. You know, I want to be treated equally as any other man, woman, child. And, and you know, it, if and, and again, my, my book's called In This Together. We have to be together on this. And the only way we're going to do that is to be able to build trust, to build, yeah. bring hope and to work together effectively. So I know yeah. we're, we're not, we got 30 minutes to do this. And of course, that we, we're just getting started. But the important thing is, is that know that uh, I'm involved. Women Connect for Good is involved. And uh, we will continue to bring the best of the best to the table and continue the storytelling. You know, joining the National Women's History Museum board was important because it's the storytelling. We're standing on the shoulders of so many women, especially that nobody knows about. We, we're coming right. from a place of abundance. And, and I think that's what women have to understand is that we've always had the talents. We've always had the abilities. We've always had the resources, but we have to re, re, be reminded and we have to rewrite those those history books. <laughs> tell, rewrite tell the stories. Story. Tell the it's story. It's true, Nan Dr. Nancy. It's true. And that was a big part of the 50 women cohort is we weren't there to train them. We knew they came there with the skills, the talent, the expertise, the desire. It was the right timing for all of us to be together in that room. And for the first time, like when we first met, I remember one of the participants saying, I can remove my armor for the first time yeah. in my life in yeah. an industry that's not very trusting. Um, so it is extraordinary. I appreciate you, Nancy. And I wonder what amazing things will come from this and this new chapter for us. Just more amazing, just more amazing things. And yeah, the cohort, when I, you know, I was there for the graduation. The one thing that I, that I want to share for the last part of this conversation is that this woman I talked to and she goes, I have never experienced anything like this in my entire life. Coming together with women in my profession who are willing and hoping to help me and develop a relation and a network with me. She said, this has never happened in my entire life. She goes, you can't, I can't tell you how thrilled. And I mean, she was in tears basically, because that's, that's what this is about. It's when that's we bring about. people together. Yeah. That's, and that's that feel good stuff that everybody wants. We want it. I love that Dr. Nancy. And that's what I'm, I'm so excited to co-create with the ERA coalition and the team. We have an amazing team. Zakia's uh, helping in an extraordinary way to help lead the way. I'm excited about it. And yeah, that's what we want. That's that's oh, what we I'm, want. I'm going to be there for the 13th. I'm coming in for a board meeting as well, but uh, we're going to gift that uh, ERA now quilt. And, and this woman is is thrilled. She is thrilled. The one that made it. So, you know, and that's what it is. This bringing together people that have been doing things and then showing them what they've been doing is making such a difference, such a difference. Yeah. yeah. It's so well, you great. have a wonderful day. It's always good talking. Yeah, about, and I know this isn't our last conversation. This is one of many Ooh, to gonna, come. But, uh, I'm going to have you on a quality talks. Okay. On quality our podcast. Talks. You mm -hmm. got it. But uh, have a great day and let's continue to do the good work. Thank you, Dr. Nancy. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, 
or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 Influential Women Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. Thank you for listening.